baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Tags podcast is sponsored this week by Blue Chew. Your first order is free. Last longer in bed. Go to bluechew.com and use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. What's going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez. This week, I've got two guests for you, back to back. A little bit later on the show, I'm talking to travel writer and content creator Ivan Quintanilla. Straight off from the New York Times travel show, he is going to be giving us some hot spots to put on our radar in 2020 and beyond, as well as talking about upcoming Vakaya Cruise Lines, the LGBTQ plus uh, cruise line that has some great, exciting trips. Plus, he's going to be talking about strippers in a place that I want to go to called Merida, Mexico. So stay tuned for that. My first guest, though, is a repeat guest on the show. Really excited to have the shirtless violinist. This time, we did we recorded it in New York City with his... Uh, husband. That's right. He's newly wed. Lots to talk about with him. Uh, Let's get started real quick. It's my interview with Matthew Olszewski, the shirtless violinist. Well, I'm very excited today to be with a repeat guest here. Um, He goes by the shirtless violinist, Matthew Olszewski. Did I say that correct? You did. You nailed it. Excellent job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm really excited because if you listen to episode 112, you and I had a whole one-on-one uh, about being the shirtless violinist yes. um, and what all that means. We'll talk more about that in a second. But we're also joined by your husband, you two are newlyweds, Paul Castle. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great. So excited to be here. I was probably listening in the other room. When oh, were recording you? the last one, because yeah, I'm always I'm is. always close by, Good. usually whispering or holding up signs. <laughs> yeah. if, he's, yeah. if he's getting off track, uh huh, right. But now I'm here, keeping so him just... as you told me offline, um, mm-hmm. up to breast of yep. pop culture. Yes. Always keeping him up. Yeah, he's got uh, a lot of learning to do, but I'm here now, so I love I'll just, it. I'll just jump in. You guys are here in New York City, which is exciting. Uh, we're actually filming this today, so if you want to uh, go to our YouTube channel, you can see it in action. YouTube forward youtube.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Um, Matthew, so when we talked, you told me on episode 112, and I don't want you to retell that whole story, but essentially, Paul is the reason why you got into becoming the shirtless violinist. Just real quick, you were a classically trained or are a classically trained violinist, played in you know numerous orchestras and symphonies and so on and so forth, but it was Paul who kind of came up with the idea to become the shirtless violinist? Absolutely. So I wanted to film music videos because uh, I had seen the piano guys, two cellos, uh, make beautiful music videos, put them up on YouTube. And I told Paul, and he said, you know, 
I want to film and edit. So I said, let's do it. And he was the one who just before we started filming. Okay, well, let's like, let me, okay, let's get, your let side me of get this side of the story. I love this. So I do, I guess I take the credit. Um, when Matthew's in dieting and getting ready for a shoot and he's extra cranky, then I'm to blame. But most of the time I'm taking the credit. <laughs> so I, we had just met and we were um, just newly dating and sharing each other's dreams with each other. And uh, as, as Matthew just said, he wanted to make these beautiful music videos. And I had always wanted to be a filmmaker. But as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I have a degenerative eye disease and I'm losing my vision. I'm legally blind. Yeah, Matthew spoke about that on a little bit about it on episode 112. Okay. Um, tell us, and it is why you're here, and maybe you know you can enlighten some people about yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I'm actually here uh, in New York talking about it um, at a conference, and I have a degenerative eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. And I was born with it, but I wasn't diagnosed until I was 16 because the the symptoms sort of slowly, gradually take over. It begins with night blindness and the loss of peripheral vision. So I just see a small, um, about the size of a small keyhole at the center of my vision most of the time. And it's degenerative, so it will continue to uh, gradually vanish until it's gone. So now, that's sort of the primer for meeting Matthew. And Matthew knew all this right before our first date, and you know, Dating guys and having what is a disability is a challenge, but Matthew was so, he was so interested in wanting to know more about it. I was so it. curious because you ran marathons. That's right. <laughs> and painted. Right. And was well, legally blind. You left out the part. I, I posted pictures of green smoothies. Oh, yeah. Apparently was that was what really... Was in the, yes, <laughs> that helped. Well, let's get into a little bit of it because one of the things that you were able to do and you do do is you create... Um, you play songs of popular songs that are out there, oftentimes pop songs, um, and you direct them, Paul. Um, very imaginative, very creative. Um, but there's one that I wanted to talk about, which is, I think, your story from Grinder from Grinder to Grooms. <laughs> it's a great video. Uh, you can watch it on uh, your YouTube channel, uh, Matthew. But it's is it is that whole is that story true? You both met on Grinder, and there's screen captions if you watch this video mm-hmm. of the dialogue that occurred between Matthew and Paul uh, of wanting and to meet for the first some time. Some of the actual first photos that some were of the exchanged first photos. on Grinder. Wow. Yes. <laughs> how did it? How did Grinder even keep all that? Did it just keep it oh, in your feed, or we, we had to re- we had to re- recreate okay. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the dialogue and everything. The yeah. dialogue. The, uh, the I'll tell you something were... about that dialogue. <laughs> I have, I have, I have. One of the things is that um, we both have very good grammar. We use punctuation. Matthew's <laughs> like, no one's going to believe this was a real Grinder conversation if you include that is punctuation. Hilarious. So we we kind of dumbed it down a little and uh that was the uh but that was a fairly accurate i mean that was a sort of condensed a condensed yeah. version because our first date was a painting lesson and matthew played his violin for me so that was sort of the setup wow wow and in that first exchange is that when you shared with uh matthew about your your I, eye I, disease well yeah i mean i told him about it before we met because i just wanted full disclosure you know i do have it's um it's a big part of my life, not having um, 85% of my vision. So I felt like, you know, every guy I date, I want to make sure they know about that. So yeah, Matthew knew. Yeah, Paul told me on Grinder. I Wikipedia'd <laughs> it immediately, licked it up, and then so then I could talk to him about it and ask him questions. Cause, Got it. Yeah. Got it. Real quick, um, on you're here, Paul, for a conference that's relating to that. Mm-hmm. Is there any good news that you found out of it? Yes. I, well, I mean, there is some great news. Um, there are gene, the, gene therapy is now sort of the leading science in uh, treating potentially many different forms of genetic diseases, not just uh, retinal diseases, but many diseases throughout the body. And it's where they just inject healthy cells into parts of the body. And uh, it's really amazing and quite miraculous what's happening. It's, 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 a, it's a whole new frontier in science. So the good news is that the clinical trials, the, the phases that they're in now are showing real improvements. So 
we're good. getting closer to FDA approval. So that's the that's the good and the science portion of your show. Nice, <laughs> nice. Thank you. And we wish you would keep us posted on what's Absolutely. going on with that. But back to that from grinder to groom. Congratulations, because you guys are newlyweds, correct? You just got married December 19th? 15th, yes. 15th. Wow, congratulations on that. What was that like, getting, you know, the wedding and all? Because you show pictures and footage of your exchange of vows in this video. It's a really great video, by the way. And is that an original song, by the way? No, that's actually oh. from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, um, what song? The remake. Oh, the sorry. Remake. It was, it's called How Does a Moment no, Last Forever. Moment last Forever. I couldn't even remember nice. the song to my own video. <laughs> that's why Paul's knows here. how to play it. I know the words, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we decided that since we had just gotten married, we wanted to put together real actual footage uh, over the entire span from the grinder, first grinder conversation, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to the wedding that was December 15th and it was a wonderful wedding it was so small it was in Mexico I was going to say destination wedding Zihuantaneo beautiful little fishing town um, I know it uh, Zihuantaneo yes yes. it's beautiful it was a little little gay uh, Airbnb Airbnb down there uh, owned by a gay couple uh they're getting married, I think, this coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the uh, to be husbands is actually from Washington State, where we live, Seattle. Nice. Um, and he met his uh, to be husband on a trip down there, and they have this wonderful little Airbnb. It's got a rainbow in the bottom of the pool. There's a pride <laughs> flag up on the top, and we were there at uh, the beginning of last year, January, and just for a trip, and we looked at each other and we were like, "We're getting married here. This is the spot. whenever it happens, it's here." Wow. It's gorgeous. It had the most amazing view, and it was just very special. And um, that big rainbow flag and that infinity pool. So we just thought, oh, this would be so lovely. Were both your families there? Because I know, Matthew, you spoke on the last time we talked about your upbringing. I think it was, it's a Mormon back, background. And were you, was your family supportive, and were they there? or? Uh, n- not Mormon, but evangelical. Oh, sorry. evangelical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry about that. yeah, it was it was uh, my coming out stories on my YouTube channel uh, about being a part, kind of part of a cult. What that was like. Uh, so yeah, my family's very very uh, split on that. So there's parts of them that I don't talk to, and then there's a small contingent that's very supportive. And uh, so it was yeah, it's. Yeah, some of them I hear from and some of them I haven't heard from in years. Got it, got it. And you, Paul, Mm -hmm. um, was your family there or what's the story? Yeah, I had family there, but um, unfortunately not my my own parents, My, 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 my dad and my mom. I don't necessarily have relationships with them today and it's not over... Um, my sexuality or anything. It's just other, other issues. My mother has uh, personal issues with addiction. And I actually talk pretty openly about addiction within my family. I've been sober for five years myself. And I unfortunately come from a family that is not sober. And so um, having people that are in the throes of their addiction, of course, at our wedding <laughs> isn't an option Correct. for me. And um, so my mother and my father weren't there. But I have an aunt and uncle who I'm very close to. They're like parents to me. And in fact, my uncle officiated. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he was the, they were the very first people I introduced Matthew to. My aunt Erlinda and my uncle Harry. They're wonderful people. And they were there. And they're so supportive of us. So it was That's a beautiful great. thing to happen there. It's interesting because when you look at a lot of the videos you have, you recreate. Uh, there's Beauty and the Beast that you guys have recreated. You're in it. You directed <laughs> it, Paul, right? But you're also in it. Um, what are some of the other? I had them written down here. Little uh, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Thank Little you. Little Mermaid. Yeah. And we Cinderella. did a Cinderella. Oh, you call it the Gay Mermaid, correct? Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, Gay Love Story. Uh, there's Gay Star Wars, and there's oh, a Gay right. Cinderella Story. <laughs> we did Star Wars. We did Cinderella. We did two original stories. One yeah. to, to the song Perfect. Perfect. And another to bring him home, which is from Les Miserables. And we sort of created our own love story narratives and like filmed. Um, but yeah, we got to sort of act and star in them. I like, love it. I yeah. love it. I want to ask about you, you know, directing, but being in it. But I'm just curious with both of you and your stories. I mean, you talked, you can listen to our episode 112, Matthew, where you talked about kind of being in a cult. Your religion was like a cult and obviously family is somewhat supportive, somewhat not. And then you talk about Paul addiction. So many of your stories are fantasy driven. Is there a desire between the two of you to kind of want to create your own love story and tell your own story based on some of, you know, what's gone on in your own lives? 
I think it really came from just growing up as young gay boys and seeing so many heterosexual love stories being told. And then for the first time, realizing that we had our own platform to tell those stories, how we would have loved to have seen them as little kids. Right, so right. So that was really driving mm-hmm. that. And Matthew and I have in common, we're both drawn to fantastical stories and fantasy, and we love uh, all of that. So that was a great, that was an easy sort of uh, decision to make when it came time to like, what sort of gay spin do we want to put on a story? So eventually we'll be doing Middle Earth, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I love these these stories though, and you're right. We don't, we didn't get those as gay boys Mm -hmm. and you know, growing up. And so I think it's really important you you guys tell those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, You, Paul, though, direct, but how did it become, did you always want to be an actor and be in these videos as well? Well, You're very good, by the way. (laughs) Thank you so much. I actually, um, when I was very uh, young, when I was uh, around 11, 12, growing up in Canada, I was actually thrust into the acting world, and I did television commercials, and I had an agent, all because my mother wanted me to be famous, I think. And I realized, it took me a long time to realize that I didn't like being so much in front of the camera because I was just a nervous wreck. I mean, I kind of did it because my mom wanted it so bad. But um, I became fascinated with the the behind-the-scenes process, and I loved, as a child, I just idolized Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis and these directors that I loved as a kid. And that's that's how I got into sort of being on the set of uh, commercials and TV shows and things like that falling in love with the sort of the behind the scenes process. So I got my first video camera when I was 13 and I would just force my family and friends to star in my own little movies at home. So I was always wanting to direct, but I only started acting in them out of uh, necessity because the very first Beauty and the Beast that we put out a couple years ago, uh, three years ago now, and um, our, the drag queen we hired uh, sort of bailed on the project two days <laughs> before the shoot and it was all scheduled to go. So I said, well, I so guess I'll time just to put those heels on. Time to put those heels on. Let's <laughs> those see if this eyelashes. dress fits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after that, it became our first viral-ish video, like half a million views, and that was sort of a big deal for us because we'd only been we'd only started the YouTube channel a few months earlier, so we were really excited. We thought, well, maybe that's just a fluke. So we did it again, and I starred in uh, the Little Mermaid or the Little Merman, right? And then Cosmopolitan called, and we did this whole interview, so we thought, okay, well, maybe I should show up now and again. <laughs> Which is interesting, because Matthew, you shared with me when you did the original episode that it was Paul's idea to take your shirt off, that you, I think you talked about driving up from the coastline to, into Seattle, and how Paul was, you know, take your shirt off here, and, mm-hmm. and how it would sell, I mean... How did, you, how did you come up with that? I okay. mean, obviously, sex sells, right? <laughs> yeah. So I know that was the first question you had, and this is classic me. I kind of went off on a tangent. Um, so I had just met Matthew, and he I was a fitness instructor when we first met. And it was, what, the summer? And you were, like, changing your clothes and playing a song. I think it was Hallelujah in our living room. And I, had, I described this moment because I stopped and I'm watching this guy that I'm newly dating. He's gorgeous, a little sweaty, you know, <laughs> a sheen over his rippling muscles, mm-hmm. torso, yeah. playing a violin. Are you kidding me? Right. And like hallelujah. I'm like, are angels singing? Is this guy <laughs> opening up? You could I'm die like, now. <laughs> I was ready to marry him right then. Yes. Let's just put it that way. But... I held my cards a little close to my chest. I didn't want him to know that I was ready. <laughs> but I did say to him, I said, this right here, this whole thing with this, what I'm witnessing, the shirtless violinist, that has to be shared with the world. You know, I'd be greedy to keep it to myself. So when he said, we got to do this video, I said, well, why don't you just do it with your shirt off? It's going gonna, it's gonna to get more views. It's really sexy. It's t- I've never seen anybody do it. And what was your reaction to that, Matthew? I tried to ignore him. <laughs> right, right. So, because I was like, I thought he was joking at first, then he kept pressing the issue, and I was trying to ignore him, but we're newly dating, so you kind of have to like sure. placate me placate, a little bit. Yeah. Placate your new boyfriend. So, there was no one around. Uh, and you know, growing up in a cult, I did not take my shirt off. I was very embarrassed to have my shirt off. So, because there was no one around, I finally gave in. And I was like, no one's going to see me. It's just me and Paul. So, I took my shirt off, and we filmed. And then, 
every time we stopped after that, I kind of needed to keep the shirt off yeah, for, for yeah. consistency. And um, we had like 10 locations for that first video, didn't we? I My rule was like, there's got to be no one around. Right. Not a single <laughs> oh, yeah. good, good luck on driving along the uh-huh. side We're of, on the Golden you know, Gate Bridge. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Good luck with that one. <laughs> now I'm sure you've become more comfortable with it. I mean, it is your, it's, you're the shirtless violinist. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you've become more comfortable and. And I guess my other question to you, Paul, is, you know, thank you, first of all, for sharing him (laughs) with the rest of us. But do you ever get jealous or I know you have a lot of fans like us. You have a Patreon page. Are there any times that fans get out of control and what they expect or want? Absolutely. If fans can get out of control and what they expect or want, I find it all very amusing. (laughs) I mean, I think... I don't know. I think Matthew and I just have a really healthy foundation. Right. There's no jealousy in our relationship. We just have... Um, I, th- I just know that we express so much love uh, with each other, and there's a lot of security and love there. We're very, very close. I mean, Matthew and I literally spend all of our days together. We're very rarely apart. And um, I feel like when I made I, the, the, the decision or the suggestion... <laughs> I was um, just excited for Matthew to have an oppor- this opportunity. Matthew, you had said on, the, you know, you were telling me on the last time we talked that you, it was obvious that you were gay because your first, you went to the JCPenney catalog and to the men's underwear section, which is something a lot of boys do, myself included. Um, I'm just curious now that you're sort of the boy that, you know, people look up to and little boys might too. What would you tell your younger self now that, you know, being sort of um, an idol for so many young gay boys? Oh, wow. I have no... What, what would I say? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's, that's a good question. question. That's the first You've time not I've been, been asked. asked. <laughs> oh, I... Well, did I, I get you off guard? You, you did. <laughs> well, I would have a really good talk with my younger self. I, w- I mean, I would love that. I would love to go back and sit down. Mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, because of my background with the cult and some really extreme forms of religion, I actually uh, have been in therapy for years. I highly recommend it. It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's the reason I've been able to make so much progress from that, from escaping out of my bedroom window um, all the way to where I am today, married to a, a man. And um, so uh, th- that's actually something I've done. I've actually taken time to sit, sit down um, in therapy with my younger self and actually have conversations, things that I needed to hear at various really crucial points in my life, like 8, 10, 12, 16, 18, all these times where I really needed to hear something. So um, I've had those conversations. Oh, so this isn't even a new exercise. It's this not a new exercise. Done. I've just never been asked it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just so much love and yeah. acceptance, right. really, that I needed to hear that it was okay, that I was okay, that things were going to be okay. Ultimately, I needed to know that everything would be okay. Nice. That I would make it through everything that was going on and all the the the, the difficulties that I was having with 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 what was going on because I, I didn't have words for it then. Right. I just knew I liked the men's section of the JC Penny catalog, but I also couldn't slow down too much when I reached those pages. <laughs> sure, so I needed sure. to have established a nice slow rhythm. Right. From the beginning. Of so. course, of course I get it. I'm, and I love it. And I'm sure so many, you are helping so many people just by your music alone and your honesty. So that's great. Do you have new music coming out? I mean, you have so much when you go to your website, what, what are you working on right now? So this, uh, last year I kickstarted my first studio album. It was Disney nice. strings. Uh, just, it came out, uh, late last year. So I'm actually working on my second Kickstarter uh, album. It'll be a second full studio album. This time, fingers crossed, I get to record with a full symphony orchestra. So nice. that would be, that's like my dreams, all complete. I can die um, after I do that. Uh, so I'm working with an arranger down in LA and we're uh, picking, picking some songs and starting to put together uh, the first one so we can kind of share it with, with, with my supporters and uh, let them know what we want to do. So that's going to be really exciting. That, that well, let's share the, is it Kickstarter that people can go to? What? Yes, not yet. It's, it's, okay, yeah, it's we haven't in the launched making. it yet. It's you in can the go making. to your Patreon page, though, correct? Yes, yeah, and you can go to patreon.com forward slash shirtless violinist. Uh, that's my fan club there. You can join there. Um, 
And then I've also released two collections, um, uh, Shirtless Violence Volume 1 and 2, and I'm releasing uh, Volume 3 in February, Mm -hmm. which is really soon. I have to get back and get to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, there is so much on your website and your Patreon page. It's fun to kind of go through it all. You've got a current calendar out. You've got plenty of pictures um, to keep people entertained. And then, of course, the YouTube channel. How do you do you mm. is corresponding with your fans a big part of what you do? Yeah, yeah, huge part. I mean, you're kind of like the Justin Bieber of the gay world <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. it, Does d- that make me Haley Bieber? I guess so. If you want to <laughs> be, I guess I'm a Baldwin. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the trips like this are get more challenging. I can't keep up with it, but I try to, to correspond with anybody who DMs um, daily if possible. Slides in there, yep. yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and if it's a particularly juicy photo, I'll I'll share it with Paul. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's true. true. He gets some. So you you juicy do benefit. You do, you do benefit from that. Is fun. He'll he'll call me over. <laughs> we, I don't know if we should be talking about this. No, sometimes I mean people say, like, "Wow, a Paul, lot of, this is good. Uh, this is impressive." Things to Matthew and hey, we both enjoy them sometimes. So I you. love it. I love it. Well, I wonder if you'll indulge me with some fun questions. And if it's off limits, just tell me it's off okay. limits. But OK, <laughs> here we go. So how soon this is for the two of you. How soon after your first date did you have sex? Because I know you, you painted. <laughs> yeah. And that was your idea, Paul, which I love. Uh-huh. But um, how soon after that? Or was it during the painting session? <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, Matthew, do you want to answer this? Yeah, so the first date lasted how many hours? It was 20 hours and 20 minutes. Wow. Calculated this. So yes. Matthew showed up. Well, you like, had to get the painting done, right? I mean, and yeah, and it has to dry. Yeah. So. A lot more than painting <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, there was, a, there was a sunset walk on the beach in there. I mean, we went and got gelato. We did okay, a lot so of, you like, had sex <laughs> within that 24 hours. <laughs> got it. Okay, <laughs> tell us one thing, Paul, about Matthew that his fans would be surprised to know about him. One thing that Matthew's fans would be surprised to know about him. Oh, jeez. I mean, Matthew's so... I feel like Matthew's very uh, open, so this is a tricky question. I think, actually, you kind of touched on it a moment ago. I wanted to make a point of it. I think given just the volume of messages and comments on every platform Matthew gets, people would probably be surprised in this day and age to know that Matthew does not hire anybody to answer those DMs or comments. Matthew answers every single thing himself. And That's he great. is incredibly dedicated to his fans. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, every comment, every DM on mm-hmm. all what on nine all. social media it, platforms. Well, and and trust me, I mean, I have to beg him to please, like, let's give it a break. Right, and put right. down the phone. I'm standing naked in front of you. No. I love it. I love it. Yeah, right? I, lo- um, I love it, though. And I would imagine, you know, we just talked about you know, dick pics or whatever, but you probably get a lot of people talking about just your music too, correct? Or songs they want to hear. Yeah, song suggestions, stuff they want to hear. I get a lot of really touching messages from people um, all over the world who don't necessarily speak English, but they'll they'll use Google Translate. They'll send me these beautiful messages about how much the music is means to them, or um, uh, places like uh, in the Middle East where it's against the law. I get so many wow. sad messages from people who who have watched a video on YouTube and watched one of the gay love stories that we told, and it touched them so much, and they just wanted to let me know how much hope it gives them in a place where they would be killed if they were out. Right, right, and. Um, um, yeah, those are those are beautiful and and such sad, sad, yeah, sad messages. Right, but I'm glad you're doing that. Um, since we're talking requests, my co-host and I are huge Madonna fans. If you didn't see the big Madonna picture <laughs> over there, at it. I love would it. you ever someday um, play the intro to Papa Don't Preach? Do you know that intro? <gasps> oh, oh, that's isn't that a good one. I know my, my co-host Lincoln would be okay. happy if you. We could. talked about we have Madonna. been from day one because Like a Prayer is one of my all time favorite songs so that's the one I've been trying to get that's a good one 
do, yeah. I just think it's so beautiful, and I was like, we need a chorus, you know. But you know that chorus. intro to Papa Don't Preach, right? The oh my gosh, do you? Do you it's all oh, yeah. strings. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Watch that video. Yeah. Okay. And they even have a section in the video where I think we're. I'll give them an education please. when we're back. That's right. At you the mentioned hotel. <laughs> You do know who Madonna is. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I do. He does. Does. He okay. Does. I was about I told to him about stop. it. I told him about her yesterday. I think for you. the first time. I know you told me, Paul, that he's not up to pop culture, but come on now. Okay, back to these questions. Um, did you have sex the night of your wedding? Because, you know, sometimes people are too tired. Oh, my when God, you have... that is a great question. Well, no, because sometimes people are so worn out yeah. and let's have sex tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Can you... It wasn't that long ago. Matthew doesn't remember. I do not remember. I, do not I, remember. Remember. So, oh, I do not remember. No, I remember. We did not. <gasps> That's right. We did not. We were so tired. We actually See? were so wired for a bit. Like, we had to mentally process the whole thing. Once all the guests had left and we were back to our hotel room, we spent an, like a couple hours just sort of like going through all the things that happened. Reliving it, right? Reliving yeah. it together. Yeah. Matthew and I have this way that we have to kind of decompress and process things together. Yeah. And we would just kind of like, we combed over it together. It was a way to kind of like that. unwind. And by the end, we were just like so exhausted. I mean, we're like, I am not a virgin you're taking across the threshold. So let's not even bother tonight. And we were out. I love it. And you have a lifetime to have plenty of sex. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not worried about you too. Um, we quick- did it the next night. I do remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> It, it made me wonder, did you play at your own wedding? Because you've talked to me, to me the last time we talked that you've done plenty of weddings, some good, some not so good. Did you, did guests get to hear you play? I told Paul I am not playing okay. at my wedding. Absolutely not. But, but Paul oh, is persuasive. <laughs> okay. Paul got that shirt off. No, <laughs> not at your wedding. Yeah, I, so I, I ended up playing convince, Hallelujah. I convinced yeah. Matthew nice. to play. Okay. It was that song he was playing, oh. that moment, I, everything. I had that moment where I just sort of like, the, the sky opened up and I fell in love with him. And it was such a special song to me, so I, I requested if he would play it, and he obliged. And, it and the was, violin it was, was on hand, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I brought it down, Good. and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah, I cried. I cried Matthew while I was playing. playing. And that, that it's your own wedding. <laughs> it's song. Hallelujah. I, I, I hope you would cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds beautiful. beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, let me see. What else do I have here? I already asked if you get jealous, Paul, but you answered that before. If you could collaborate, Matthew, with any artist that's out there right now, I know you're doing your own album coming out, but any big collaborations with artists that you've always wanted to play with? Oh, wow. I mean, there's dozens I would love to collaborate with. Um, In the instrumental sphere, I would love to collaborate with Lindsey Sterling because she's another violinist out there doing doing crossover. There's the two cellos who are amazing. Um, uh, I'm in contact with several pianists because I love love collaborating with other instrumentalists. Um, Right. But and then and then you get in the singers and there's dozens and dozens of singers I'd love to be able to play with. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Matthew okay. actually did perform on stage once with Andrea Bocelli. And I'm wow. sure, I mean, it was, a, you know, you were part of it, an ensemble, and it was a beautiful That was uh, stunning. Clip, and I, you actually showed a piece of that to me because it happened just before we met. And, um, but that would be a, probably a dream real yeah. collaboration. Yeah. I mean, Matthew Josh Groban loves on. Oh Bocelli. yeah, that would be great. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for stopping by. How can people keep up with you and support the upcoming project? So uh, go on to patreon.com forward slash shirtless violinist. You can support me there. Um, watch all my social media for the Kickstarter announcement. That should be the Perfect. beginning of March. And then you can follow me, Shirtless Violinist, on every single social media platform And he out does there. get back to you. He does get back to you, <laughs> as he said throughout the episode. Even TikTok. Even TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Nice. Yeah. All right. I love it. I don't know what that is. I feel a little out of it. Oh, so yeah. I think I've heard of it. Okay. So you tell me offline. But okay. Matthew, thank you so much. It's great you, to meet you in person. Paul, pleasure. I love it. I hope to thank hear more from so you, much. too. Yes, thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. Hey, it's Steve V. Rodriguez here. By now, you should know that Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, correct? But did you know that you don't even have to get it through your doctor? Well, by visiting BlueChew.com, it only takes a few minutes to connect with a Blue Chew affiliated physician, and if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. Bluetooth gets shipped to you within days, right to your doorstep in discreet packaging. And my favorite part is the little nifty individual packets, which make it easy to carry with you. So you're always ready to go. Imagine the possibilities. So if you want to be confident every time you have sex or you just want to go extra rounds, and I know you do if you're like me, then go to bluechew.com. Your first order is free just by being a Tags podcast listener. Simply use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. Chew it and do it with Blue Chew. Hey, we're back. Steve Rodriguez here of Tags Podcast. In just a second, uh, my interview with travel writer Ivan Quintanilla. But uh, first of all, you can always get show notes at tagspodcast.com. Find out more information about us. That's where you can find out all our social media. In general, it's at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Next week, I'm back with my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez and Lincoln. And we've got some great topics coming your way, some great stories. I can't wait to get to that. Um, and lastly, thank you for all the new Patreon follower, subscriber members where you can get extra special sexy content. I am on it. Um, and you're going to see some great additional sexy content coming out this particular week. So those of you, thank you so much. And we'll be doing some more sex polls beginning next week. So it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Here's my interview with Ivan Quintanilla at the travel writer and content creator for traveling IQ. Well, I'm really excited today to be talking to travel writer and content creator, Ivan Quintanilla uh, of TravelingIQ.com. How are you, first of all? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A friend of mine first uh, introduced me to your work on okay. Traveling IQ. Uh, you did a piece on Merida in Mexico. And uh, because of that, a friend of mine is going to plan a birthday there. Uh, later this year. So, oh. yeah. So, I want to get into that a, okay. a, little bit, a little bit. Just so people know, you are Cuban born, Miami raised, uh, Dallas and London educated. And you write that you are New York seasoned. I am. You're a professional actor. I was looking at your reel earlier and you've done some great um, parts. And, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you live in the Hell's Kitchen area, but you've been published in the New York Times, the Washington Post, New York Magazine, Out Traveler. Travel, Squire, among others. And anyways, welcome to Tag's Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. One thing that I found interesting is you and I were both on the Vakaya cruise line. And obviously we just met today, but who knew, right? You are the second person that I've met in the last two weeks that was on that same cruise <laughs> and we did not meet. Yes. Which is weird. I mean, it's a, it's a large cruise and there are a lot of people. Sure. But 
I almost felt like I met everyone there, <laughs> or at least visually I would have recognized. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you're the second person just uh, just recently that was on the cruise who I'm just meeting now for the first time. Exactly. And first of all, what did you think of it? Because uh, um, I loved it. And for people, I've talked about it on this show before, we went from New York and uh, out of the New York skyline, which was so amazing, up through Canada and made our way over to uh, P-Town in yep. Provincetown. I loved it. I just had the best time ever. I didn't specifically know what to expect. Um, you know, I had never been on a gay cruise specifically, but uh, many of my friends had. So right. I kind of had an understanding of what that was going to be. But the reality of it far surpassed any idea that I could have possibly had. And the the ship was great. The accommodations were great. Everything was great. The entertainment was amazing. Oh, my God. It was, yeah. One of the things that I found to be most satisfying is how nice and kind and fun and easy everybody was. It, at least for me. Absolutely. From the moment I got on the boat, it was like stress-free. Right. Everybody was super nice. Which uh, is interesting, too, because I've been on a couple other gay cruises before, and they've gone to, you know, Europe and these amazing places. And not that where we were going was not beautiful. Right. But I think there was such a focus on this inaugural cruise right. line for Vakaya that they really focused so much on, you know diversity, entertainment, and like you said, everybody was just really accommodating and, and it was really refreshing. And the various age groups I liked, it was nice. There there were various age groups, body types. I, I found it pretty diverse in, yes. in that sense. And that's one of the things that I think is, is great about Vakaya is that from the beginning, this was their inaugural cruise. And right. since then, you know, they've, they have other programming coming up. But from the beginning, they sought out to create a vacation space for the entire LGBTQ plus 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 right. plus Absolutely. community. Yeah. Um, which in that sense, they've kind of been the first person, the first travel, gay travel, LGBTQ travel group to set out with that as one of their primary goals from the beginning. So right. Right. it's I, I don't feel like they've added on like, oh now we're gonna try to do this and now we're gonna try to do that. From right. the very beginning they're they set a goal and they're trying to, to meet it, which I really appreciate. Well, one of their goals was, and very interesting, and I know we talked offline in email, was they had a red light district. And I've talked about it on this show before, where they turned a basketball court into a late night red light district, um, kind of a dark room on a basketball court, if you will. That's pretty bold, right? And I was telling friends the joke that, you know, I just wish I was a fly on the wall when they talked to the celebrity cruise line people. Like, how did you convince those people to create a red light district on your basketball court? Well, I actually spoke to somebody from Celebrity because oh, I was Inside there as a word. travel writer. <laughs> yes. And so I interviewed a lot of people for, for the article that I was writing. And I did speak to somebody from Celebrity uh, when I first arrived. He gave me kind of a little tour of the boat because I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Sure. Just had a connection and had somebody that I could ask questions to. And I did ask, I thought, oh, is, you know, is this, how strange is this for you guys? <laughs> Does this happen on every cruise line? He literally <laughs> said, he's like, this is nothing. The swinger cruises are crazier than wow. this. So apparently... There's hey, crazy we're late to cruises. the game here. So I, we got to put that on the list. That's awesome. Oh, so this was nothing new for them. That's great. I'm but, glad. But it is new for, it was new uh, or, or different or moving in a new direction for, I think, gay travel companies. Right. From what I heard from other people who have been on a lot of other cruises, they've always said, you know, inevitably, there's always a deck or an area where people go and they do their little thing. Right. So they I just acknowledged it a little bit more on the Vakaya cruise line. They right? did. And yeah. they're like, this is a safe place to do this. Right. And it's there. We're creating it for you. So go have fun. I think that's good. Yeah. Why not, why not just acknowledge it and move forward with it? You were also telling me about Vakaya cruise line, their upcoming trips. They're planning kind of a kink friendly or it's in the works? It's in the works. So uh, one of the things that I wrote about about them is about that basketball court. Right. Into, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a play area. Late night, yep. And they 
actually have included, if you go on their website, they're, you know, for LGBTQIPAK, like they've yeah. added every letter that you can imagine. Right, right. And they've added K for kink. Oh, nice. So they're, um, you know, even open to that and right. welcoming of that community. And I think as as part of that, they've they've just started, but in speaking with the CEO and some of the founders of Akaya, um, that's definitely in the works, something that they want to include in the future. Maybe some cruises that are a little more geared toward that. Right, right. Um, which I think is great because I personally don't know of a lot of those um, that exist. I know that there are some, but right. I think... You know, something that welcomes everybody. Yeah. Including the kinky ones. Right, uh, right. It's a good it's thing. It's refreshing. Yeah. They've got some great upcoming trips. In fact, I am planning on taking advantage of their Lisbon trip coming up this June. And I know that's, they, they do some interesting trips. I know you've talked with them before. This one in particular coming up is celebrating gay pride in Lisbon or Lisbon pride. And, part of the time, and then it goes off to a river cruise, right. which is an interesting type of a cruise, too, because river for one thing, but the other thing is it's a smaller one, too. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. It's a little like land and, I guess not sea, but land yeah. and river. But, you know, you get a little bit of having the experience of being in a city and then also having a cruise experience, which is, you know, very different and, and unique along the Douro River, so... Exactly. Any other trips that they told you about that we should put on our radar before we move on? Yeah. So they're one of the trips that are is very exciting to me. They're doing a cruise around Iceland this oh, summer. Oh, cool. Um, and it actually, I think it's a seven-day cruise, and it's similar to a, to a river cruise in the sense that it's a smaller ship. Right. But it's kind of like an expedition ship. And, you know, Iceland is, is such a beautiful place, and it's become such a popular and gay-friendly place, and they were far in front of the curve as far as welcoming LGBTQ people to to travel to Iceland. And what I think is cool about this particular cruise is that it actually goes around Iceland, so you get to actually go to all these places that otherwise you would have to drive around for quite a while. And the boat kind of stops in all these beautiful, natural, amazing places. Right, right. um, So that's happening for them in August. And then they have their next big uh, Caribbean cruise in 2021. Awesome, awesome. Well, you just left um, a huge travel show here in New York City, the New York Times Travel Show. I attended one year, and whoa, the world of travel. They did a lot of LGBT section. This was years ago, so I can imagine they've beefed that up. But what can you share with us about this recent travel show? It it is a lot. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of people. (laughs) It's a lot of moods. And especially working in the travel industry, it's just kind of... Right. But, but it's great because it also brings a lot of my travel friends into New York. And so I get to see other travel writers and other people in the industry that I haven't seen in a year. Right. It's kind of like a, it's like a little homecoming. Conference, yeah, yeah. Right. So you get to see all your friends. Um, but it was great. This year, actually, the travel show, I, I think it's their third year, they've done an LGBTQ pavilion. Cool. And that has continued to grow. The first year, it was kind of like, you know, a few tables. And then now, uh, I think in their third year, they actually not only had an entire area that was for LGBTQ travel, but they had their own stage. Wow. So they could have people come on and Various talk about, talks yeah, and- about things that would interest, you know, different people in our community. Some of that about safety, some of that, you know traveling uh, while trans, um, safety for, for women, lesbian travel. Like it, they really covered so much of our community, which was great to see. And nice. representation of not only, you know, gay men, but women and really every other letter in, uh, in our little LGBTQ family. So it was nice to see that. Anything you can share with us in terms of like safety or places we should look, um, be aware of that you can remember or, um, I mean, just specifically, you know, there were conversations about how one travels if, if you were presenting in a different, uh, 
gender, perhaps, than than what is on your passport. passport. So it was about challenges about that kind of stuff. And there's definitely places that obviously you have to be careful at. There's, I mean, there's a lot of countries actually where being gay is illegal. That's true, right? So you have to be aware of that. I mean, just as close as Jamaica. So, you know, places that we don't even sometimes, that straight travelers don't even think about. They just think it's a great place to go. We just have to be really, really aware of that. So just do a little research before you're going somewhere. Doesn't mean you don't have to go. Right. There are amazing places to visit all over the world. And I think just because I'm gay doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to go visit them. Right. But you have to be aware. And then you have to make a decision, which I think is really personal for some people. They don't want to put themselves in that situation and feel either unsafe or not feel comfortable if they're traveling with their partner. Right. Other people just want to go to the place and that is secondary to them. But you have to be, we have to be careful and just be aware. Got it. Got it. Well, um, What's on your radar right now of places to visit uh, that are hot spots that you either love or we should kind of consider in this early part of 2020? Yeah. Well, now that, you know, that we're in full winter, all I can think about is going somewhere warm. Right. Beach, Um, sun. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of places, but some of my favorites that especially I love to go to around this time are Puerto Vallarta. Oh, my favorite. It's, yeah. It, it literally is. What is it about Puerto Vallarta that's just continues to get all of us, you know, excited and always want to go back? And is it that they just keep upping their game over there? Yeah. And, and the weather. <laughs> well, the weather. Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. It's very, very gay. Right. I mean, it's like Fort Lauderdale gay. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty gay. Um, but it also feels like a genuine... Mexico destination. Right. Um, there it's are, not dumbed down. I never feel yeah. that, okay, I'm in some American tourist trap. Exactly. Yeah. And and there are definitely like the big resorts if you want right. to do like an all-inclusive thing. But there is a specifically gay neighborhood, uh, the Zona Romantica. Right. And there are even some uh, gay-specific hotels that are great. There's great bars. So there's a nightlife. The food is great feels like you're somewhere that's genuine. Right. And it's also just fun. Right. So, and there's a lot of adventures, activities. I have some friends that work there in that tourist industry. So I've zip lines in I've done that the well. kind of the Amazon and really good zip lining. I've certainly, you, you know, you can do all kinds of adventures. You kind of make it what you want when yeah. you say... Um, if you definitely want to have fun and party, there's that. Um, you... There's pockets to kind of get away, day trips that are really beautiful, um, and it's gorgeous too. It's gorgeous. I think, yeah, yeah, and you can absolutely do all of that stuff, or you could just lay around by the pool and have amazingly margaritas. frozen margaritas, yes, yeah, which is what I do yeah. most of my time there. there. There's a great place that I like to stay at. It's called the Almar Resort, and oh. it's a it's a gay resort. It's right on the Gay Beach, which is kind of what traditionally was the Blue Chairs Beach, right. that they call. Um, and it's right on there. And they have this great pool right on the beach. Uh, it's like a beach club. And if you stay there at the hotel, you obviously have access to... That's your pool. Um, if you don't stay there, you could still buy a day pass. And it's kind of like where all the boys hang out right, right. during the day. And it's it's a great spot. And if especially if you're traveling by yourself or if you're the kind of traveler that likes to meet other people. I mean, I travel with my partner often and, but I love my partner and we have a great time together, but we still enjoy meeting other people. Of course. You know, so it's, it really facilitates that. It's a great place to do that. There's also some great Airbnbs too, right? That people can take advantage. I've now gone so many times that I've got a few spots that I like to stay, but what about PR, uh, Puerto Rico? Because with all the devastation, should we be like helping that community and getting back to traveling there? What's going on? Absolutely. So I, I love Puerto Rico and San Juan, for example, which, you know, would be the the primary place right. that people go to and at least, you know, fly into is, has been unaffected by 
by these earthquakes, um, which are horrible, and you know, right. they're really the devastation has been real. Right, right. Um, so that's you know definitely something to be aware of. But it's been mostly in the southern part of the island, and there is a lot of the island that has not been affected at all. And Puerto Rico, I mean Puerto Rico, after the hurricane, right. And then last year they did they had an amazing year of travel, and then now the earthquakes. Um, it's just it's been challenging for them but right. but it's important to remember that areas like San Juan are open for business they want our business right. and they probably need our business so yeah. they're it's definitely a, a spot to remember and to go on so and definitely easy for people like us on the east coast to get over there really quickly yeah, right there's, there's tons of direct flights yeah. it's super gay actually right. San Juan is you know there's clubs there's there's a gay part of the beach. Right. It's, it's, and it's really fun and it's welcoming and it's, it's easy because it's part of the U S you don't have to, you don't need a passport. You don't have to exchange money and it's, it's available and kind of similar to Puerto Vallarta in a very different sense, but it's the kind of place that you can go to and feel like you're in a really foreign place, but it still feels comfortable Um, you know, I mean, it's part of the U S so obviously, um, but it has a very different feel. And of course people speak Spanish and it it feels like you're somewhere exotic and yet you're still in your own country. So it's great. I know um, briefly offline an email, you are Cuban born and I know during the Obama administration, he had really facilitated a somewhat easier way to go with tours to Cuba. I know when I went to the New York Times travel show, it was during that administration and that's, there was a lot of excitement on how you would go through art tours and so on and so forth. Under this current administration that I don't want to get into right mm-hmm. now, but can you just talk about um, Cuba and and what you know about it, where we stand now? Yeah, so it's definitely changed and is and is changing. But though this administration has severely limited the travel to Cuba, right. um, for example, right now they have actually canceled, I believe all flights to any other city other than Havana. So you used to be able to fly to some of the secondary cities direct. You can't do that anymore. Americans pretty much have to just fly to Havana. Um, Once you're there, is it easy to hop around to the other spots or? Yeah. I mean, and there's, you know, you can rent a car or rent a a driver, which is even better because that way you're actually helping the Cuban people. Right. Um, Safety, of course. Safety. um, But you can, there's, you know, there's guides that you can that you can hire, and there are also some gay-specific groups that do take tours to Cuba. So if you would feel more comfortable, just kind of in a group for for safety sense, and right, and it's it's a it's a kooky travel place because there's no ATMs where you can get out money. So you have to actually you have to plan properly and literally show up to Cuba with a wad of cash. No, American so, cash or or their dollar. Um they either one. You can okay. exchange it once you're there. Right. Um but obviously if you, you know, there's exchange fees and all those things. So if you run out of money, doesn't mean you can't get money while you're there, but that's a whole other complicated thing that requires that you really like don't wanna... Western Union and yeah. and so you definitely don't want to have to deal with all of that. So shorter Excursion trips is probably recommended to Cuba. Yeah, or, you know, make sure you go, you've spoken to the appropriate people so you can plan accordingly and know what to to spend. But, um, you know, they had those, like, people-to-people tours. Right. It it has to fall under certain categories. So that's been limited a little bit, but there is still a category that is called support for Cuban people. So if you go under that, category. It just means that you can't stay in any hotel that's owned by the government or the military. Um, so you basically have to, they do have Airbnb down there or just stay with, you know, at people's homes, uh, or smaller little hotels that people have created in their own homes and have, which is good, right? Cause you're supporting, you're supporting the Cuban them. people. Yeah. Right? And then as far as like 
meals and dinners, there are those places as well that people have created in their own homes. And that's actually the best way to go and support the people. I'm, right. I am not a fan of the embargo. I think it has not worked. And I right. think that's silly. Absolutely. Um, but it's a great opportunity to go and actually have your money and your experience help out the Cuban people uh, while you're there. For LGBTQ+, plus, there's a lot of that kind of um, places you could visit and tour guides and so forth? There are. Um, okay. I don't know specifically as far as like what places right. are, you know, like I, I think it's a little more underground than, than like, Hey, yeah, right, right. But, um, <laughs> for example, there's a group called out adventures and I know that they take groups to, to Cuba and they do kind of a cult, cultural experience in Cuba. Um, so they would be a good one to look at. And because you're there with specifically a gay group, uh, and they would be able to kind of guide you a little bit better. Um, and I, I think it's you have to be aware of it, um, right. but I think it's a little more on the on the DL. Yeah, like you find out it's more like there are parties that happen as opposed to like big gay clubs. Right, and then you end up you know in some field drinking rum with hey, you know, some hot Cubans. So I could get into that. worse things. Any other spots that's on your radar that we should consider? Well, I, I mean, I know I mentioned Puerto Vallarta. I, I have fallen in love with Mexico over the last year. Um, and I think there's so many great spots and I know that we spoke well, about then, Merida. Yeah, so, let's talk about Merida. Um, and why, how did you find this Merida? So, it's been kind of on my radar for a little while. Um, it's a spot that a lot of Americans have moved to. It's very, very safe. And, you know, that's an issue with certain parts of Mexico, not all of Mexico at all. Right. Uh, but Merida is super safe. So it's a very comfortable place for uh, expats and Americans to go to. And it's it's just adorable and beautiful. It's got all these like colonial architecture, but it has a strong Mayan influence as well. So Merida is the capital of the state of Yucatan, which is different from the Yucatan Peninsula, but... Um, right, because you're inland, definitely. You're inland. Right. And it's also a great spot if you want to travel throughout that state, because there are some amazing Mayan archaeological sites that are there. There are beaches near there. So Merida is actually a great place to kind of make your home base and you can go do day trips and, you know, whether you rent a car, whether you have a guide, there is a great guide group called Merida Gay uh, Tours. Yes. And, and Ivan has a really great article that I'll put a link on tagspodcast.com about all of that. But this guide's guide, there are a couple, I think, or maybe... Now anyway, that, you'd put pictures of one of them on there, and I was like right up there when I hired them immediately because oh they God. were so hot. So <laughs> hot and so sweet and just adorable. And there right. are a couple. Okay. And I met up with them when I was there in Merida, and they kind of, they showed me around. And what the great I mean, there are many great things about having an experience with a local, but right. also though there are gay bars in Merida, and I know you were specifically interested in, the, in this stripper bar. One of them you talk about in your article, Poppies. Uh, poppies. Yeah, and they have uh, strippers, but talk about these strippers that they had at Poppies. Oh my God, they were, well, they were super hot. Yeah. And they do do the full full nudity. Right. There. And it was cheesy in like the yeah. cutest but fun way. Right. They all came out, it was like one was a cop. One was a firefighter. <laughs> one was a cowboy. The village people all Ex over exactly. Mexico version. So they yeah. all came out in these kind of, um, you know, types, uh -huh. you know, fully clothed. And then as, as their dance moved forward, you know, they revealed and revealed and revealed and ultimately ended up fully naked. Right, right. Um, wow. And one thing, there were actually a decent amount of ladies there as well, which was, you know. Yeah. Apparently ladies... Like naked men as well. Absolutely. And I'm never Who one of those that get mad at the mixture of women and men. And I'm fine with it. Everybody but I, was having a good time. Good. Yeah. Well, Ivan, this has been great. Thank you. All your expert uh, information. We can follow you at travelingiq.com, correct? Travelingiq.com is my website. Yep. And if you have any questions about any of the things that I talked about, you know, there's a, there's a search button. Just pop in Puerto Rico or... Right. 
Merida, and, and you know some of the articles will come up. And then follow me on Instagram at Traveling IQ. Perfect. We'll do that. Any uh, acting gigs that we should look out for right now? Not at the moment. I've actually been kind of focusing a little bit more on the travel this year. Got it. It's hard to do both. Right, right, right. You kind of have to be here to... To be an actor, and you kind of have to be away to be a travel writer. Well, so it's hard to, to mesh those two worlds. Well, I definitely want you back on the show for more updates. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I want to thank all of my guests this week on episode 140, Matthew Olszewski and Paul, his husband, Paul. I'm talking about the shirtless violinist. Thank you so much, as well as Ivan Quintanilla. I hope you got some information about that for your travel arrangement plans this coming year next week like i said before i'm back with my co-host jeremy ross lopez in lincoln uh can't wait for that in the meantime follow us at tags podcast on all social media platforms and in the meantime continue having hot gay sex Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.